Welcome back to the two amigos. My name is Car- Carter and this is Jorge. And uh, there's a breaking news right out of the start of the show. It's official. Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua. Oh, man. Are we really going to go there? <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. Listen, up. listen, I heard that the whole thing where Waddle was asked about Tua or Mac. He never, ever says that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua. He says he likes him better because they came in together. They worked their way up from the third string together. This is not against Tua. This is not saying that Mac Jones is a better quarterback than Tua. All right. I want to chill the F out because the level of absurdness that it is hitting Dolphins Twitter every day is just record-breaking, guys. Seriously. Okay. Well, the DeFonta Smith one was a little bit scarier. This Waddle one was just like, okay. Dude, uh, Mac Jones made Devonte Smith a Heisman winner. Obviously, he was going to choose Mac Jones. <laughs> With, with with Tua, he was the yeah. third choice. He was behind Waddle. He was behind, uh, you know, uh, the other guy, Henry Rocks from Oakland, Jerry Judy. Of course he's going to choose Mac Jones. Jesus, guys. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good me point. Just, let, me just, let me just paint you a picture of how frustrated I am with the Dolphins fan base. There's a poll about who has a better fan base, whether the Packers or the Dolphins. I voted for the Packers, guys. Talk <laughs> as a fan base. I'll be honest, this uh, this whole offseason has been such a whirlwind. Like, we're always in the news, and, the tw- and uh, like, our Twitter fan base sucks. So, yeah, I've lost respect as well. And this is so funny to me, this, where all of the reporters on NFL Network, anytime they talk to an Alabama uh, player at this point, is just trying to pry at this storyline. And it's so funny to me because, yeah, uh, Waddle and, and Smith, we're just long. We're, we're there longer with with Mac Jones, yeah. and they like him as a person. It's like if you're uh, if somebody asks you about your best friend, if you like him or the other guy, you're just gonna pick your best friend. Yeah. I don't get it. It's whatever. It, it's just absurd. And let me tell you something. I mean, you guys know I'm not I'm not Tua Stan. I'm a Dolphins fan. All right. So if Tua's a quarterback, I'm gonna cheer for him and I'm gonna support him and I'm gonna defend him every single day of the week. But at this point in time, Carter. Let's be honest. We're not sure who's going to be a starting quarterback next year. You are you serious? Are you still thinking there's there's I, leeway? I, I don't know, man. Honestly, I don't know. Until the the first week of the season, we're not going to be sure who's going to be the starter because we don't. There's one quarterback on the roster who is a starting caliber guy. That's Tua. All right, we're going to get a backup, and I'm I'm thinking Alex Smith. I'd love for him to get a backup, and I'm thinking you draft someone out of Mond, Newman, Sam Ellinger. One of those guys, and mm-hmm. he's your backup for the next five to six years or four years, you know, whatever. But then again, wow. we, we don't know what's going to happen, all right? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you a scenario, Carter, and you tell me if this is just absurd and you wouldn't take this deal, all right? You're the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. You give up the number three pick for Philadelphia's number six yep, or whatever they got for Carson Wentz and their second rounder. And then you turn around and then you go to Washington, to uh, Texans and say, I'm going to give you the number eight pick. I'm going to give you all my second rounders, which is three second rounders and my first next year. All right. For Deshaun Watson. So two is not involved in the deal at all. No. And then you can trade two for another first to another quarterback needy team, like the 49ers or something. Well, I saw the Panthers deal and who was the other team that was in on it? That was that there was a there was a lot of conjecture that they were going to trade a bunch of sh- superstars. Denver, apparently, Denver. 
Denver. Okay, the the Panther one seems like it would be a better trade than the one you just said, especially because you're getting Christian McCaffrey back. So for the Dolphins, wait, I haven't seen that trade though. I'm I'm, I'm talking about the, the Texans. You're right the Texans for, for Deshaun Watson, right? Yeah. The Panthers. Uh, Panthers are not going to give up Christian McCaffrey for Deshaun Watson because that's like trading your your car engine for four tires. All right. <laughs> okay, fair. I mean, that's, that's, that's totally just fair. not going to happen. Okay, then let me uh, – based on that trade right there, I would do that in a heartbeat. I would do it immediately. Yeah, we're not um, – we don't know what's going to happen, all right? I mean, did anyone see Kyle Vanoy getting, tra- getting released yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, getting released? Probably not, right? Yeah, like no one saw it coming. And I suppose that's the perfect segue into our headlines. That is the biggest thing we have going on. We just released – uh, probably a top three defender on our team. I would say so. Uh, and we got back $10 million in free cap space, yeah. which I, I don't really know if you could have traded him for anything, uh, but we, we have $10 million. What do you think? Look, on I, that whole thing? I think Brian Flores has a thing against, you know, 30 year olds and older. So he would hate me, but uh, <laughs> I mean, you know, we, we have no player that's 30 or older right now on the, on the roster. All right. Calvin Oil was the last man standing. It was him and, and Fitz. They're both gone. Um, and, and more so than just a very talented defender. I agree with you. He's, he's one of the top defenders on the team, but he was also a defensive captain. He was a leader on that unit. And we all saw what happened when Calvin Oil was out injured. I mean, this team couldn't stop the run, even if I was a running back. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't think they did this without a plan of how you're going to replace that production on the field. And everyone keeps saying that it's going to be Andrew Van Ginkle season. Guys, Andrew Van Ginkle and Calvin Oi played on the, on the field at the same time. You're not replacing one with the other. All right. That's not going to happen. <laughs> this, I, I've got a, a bunch of stuff. I was hearing that yesterday. I was hearing that yesterday. Is that like, so Van Ginkle can't play his position. No, okay, Van Ginkle is a pass rusher. He's great at rushing the passer, and he's got a, a, a face that will basically tell you, I'm going to murder your, the squirrels in your garden and wear them as a coat. Okay? <laughs> yeah. And I love the guy. Yeah, okay? I like that. Uh-huh. But he's not, he's not uh, Kyle Vanoy. Kyle Vanoy is able to rush the passer, go on pass coverage, you know, contain the, contain the edge. That's not Andrew Van Ginkle. And if both of them are playing at the same time, you're not going to replace one with the other. You're going to need a new hybrid linebacker. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to come via the draft because I don't see us spending all our big new cap money on, for example, Lavonta David, which a lot of people are saying. Which is this, which is probably a running, uh, a linebacker that's older, you know, and if we are going this youth route where we want no veterans in the locker room whatsoever, then we're definitely not going to go get Levante David, who's going to be more expensive and older. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, look, I think that Jeremiah Wuzu Koromoa makes a lot of sense because he's very uh, Calvanoi-like and he's, he's not an elite pass rusher, but he's good at setting the edge. He can uh, uh, you know, put pressure on the quarterback. He can go drop back and save him Collins. And I put out my seven-round draft the other day which I thought was actually pretty good, despite what Hussan has been saying. And yeah, Hussan, I'm kind of <laughs> um, you know, I, I, like like I, I love that draft. And if that's what the Dolphins come out with next, next April, I'm going to be a very, very happy man. See, but now we need, for sure, we need two linebackers, two quality linebackers somewhere. You know, yeah, I think he probably... One linebacker. I think, I think Kyle Vanoy leaving means Elandon Roberts is going to stay. 
because you're not replacing both your defensive captains in a single offseason, I don't think. So you've got him. Okay, so you think one stay. Yeah, and then you've got Vince Beagle coming back. And I love Vince Beagle. And I know a lot of the Dolphins fans are angry with him and have accused him without a gram of evidence, by the way, of being the leak to Armando Salguero from the MMI Herald. Um, I don't, mm-hmm. think, I don't think it's him. I, I think he's gonna come back. I think him and Van Ginkel are good, two good edge players. So really, you just need one starting caliber linebacker. And I'm gonna say it again. I'm gonna bang the table for Saban Collins or for Nick Bolton all the way to the draft. All right, Mika Parsons. Yes, we board. definitely need a linebacker early. We've been talking about that a little bit. But also, what this Van Noy thing does for me is a kind of—it's kind of a domino effect on this offseason a little bit because I think you need to start being a little careful here because I would already say this defensive, uh, this defense was fantastic, obviously, but you can't say it had a lot of impact players, a lot of great players on this defense. I wouldn't say Van Noy is a great player; I would say he's a very good player. Yeah. And when you start, you know, getting rid of these players that are veterans, team leaders great players on this defense uh, you start to wean and you, you might have a pullback from this defense coming up in this next year. I'm not sure, but I know for a fact that this domino effect from Van Noy being uh, cut is that I don't want X off this team. I know we were last week, we were talking about how it potentially let's get a first or two firsts for uh, X, right? Yeah. Uh, because his trade value is so high right now. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel comfortable with, all of our talent leaving our defense uh, and just relying on free agents and the draft. I just oh, wait, don't wait, love wait, wait. it. Wait, you've got, you, even if you, look, I agree. I, I don't think Savian is getting traded now. And the cab that we just released from Binoy could actually go to his extension, right? Who knows? That being said, if I, if X leaves, I'm not all concerned. I'm, I would be more concerned if one of our linemen, Wilkins or Raymond Davis left. Um, even if Jerome Baker left. Uh, Bobby McCain. Bobby McCain is cr- probably going to get a contract restructure if he's going to leave. Uh, but, I, but I'm trading him and I'm trading uh, Saving Howard uh, just because if you get like, okay, a first this year, a first next year, and the second this year for X, right? That's what basically what the Rams got for, sorry, what the Jackson Black Jaguars got for Ramsey, right? Something like that. So then you address cornerback in the draft. And I mean, cornerback is already a need just because you need a new nickel back, okay? Nick Needham, I love him. He's a great guy. He's a hard worker. But we you don't love, love him. I, I love him as a person. I think he's a great guy. I just don't think he's a very good nickelback right now. And <laughs> okay. I mean, he, the, the way that Bells went after him in week 17, do you think that's not going to be the same blueprint every other team's going to follow next year? Okay. A counter argument. I think we don't have a very good pass rush. And I think definitely. I think that your, your slot's hard to uh, – you know, when, when that's the speed guy on your team that you always have to defend, you, you know, you got to get there fast or he's, there's going to be a wide receiver open. Here's my question you, for you. I'm, I'm with you there, but I will, this would be my counter to that. X okay. played behind the same pass rush, right? Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just, just checking. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Okay. Here's my, here's my question though. So with Van Noy leaving and then we'll move on, but with Van Noy leaving left on this defense name, uh, three very good players on this defense. Very good. Okay, Rekwon Davis, for sure. I, I don't know if you can say very good. I think he was a good rookie. I think he was a good rookie. I think he's like, he was a good rookie, and he's got all the potential in the world to be a very good player in year two. I think Christian Wilkins is one of the better interior linemen in the NFL right now. Okay, he's not okay. at Aaron Donald's level. By far, he's not there. 
but I think he is a step behind. He's a step behind. Okay. So you, you're saying uh, Davis Wilkins for you. And then obviously X would be your third one. I would not say that. I would actually say Byron, man. I would actually say Byron above X. Byron might not have the stats. He's not going to show up with five interceptions over a three week period. That's fine. But I will forever remember the play for me, the play of the year for this defense that it was against the Cardinals and it was Kyler Murray just completely tearing us up with his legs. And then Byron came in and laid the lumber on Kyler Murray. And after that, okay, after that, Kyler Murray's average per carry for the rest of the season dropped like two yards. <laughs> right? I don't know how you know that statistic, but I'm going to give it to you. So I'm in another Spanish-speaking podcast with a Cardinals fan, so we, we go about it on about it all the time. <laughs> okay, I was like, I, I have no idea why you would ever calculate that statistic. You know, um, the the one thing I would say is in my list of after Van Noy leaves, the best three players, you know, the very good players on this defense, I would only say Byron and X are the last two. That's why I'm a little bit squeamish. I, I feel like, right, Raekwon Davis has a ton of potential to be a very good player. Wilkins isn't there yet, just my opinion. And then... Uh, you have to say that that's about it. And that's why it's a little squeamish for me because he's a veteran, all those things. But let's move on to our another, our next segment on Wait, two amigos. Gonna, let me ask you something, Card, before we move okay. on. Who are your top three great players in offense? Uh, there's not, maybe – there's not even one. I don't know. <laughs> I, I would don't say Gasicki. Gasicki, yeah, sure. No, that's That'd it. be it. That's be that, yeah, for sure, yeah. And that's why, I mean, like this entire offseason is leading up to a huge uh, cash haul on, on offensive weapons. So we'll see. All right. I so this is. Out, guys, he did not say Miles Gaskin. Okay. I did not Okay. But I got Miles tricked Gaskin, into that one. Okay. He did not I got tricked it. into that one. I think, okay. I think, uh, <laughs> I think Raekwon Davis and Miles Gaskin are kind of mirroring each other. So Raekwon Davis is getting there. And that is the budding superstar on the offense is Miles Gaskin, who I am the team captain, fan club owner of. So we sh- we're going to talk a little Miles Gaskin later in the show because I can't let this die, especially when it comes to some of the rumors. Okay, so let's go to a, a segment I like to call "What do we What do we do with you?" All right, and this and I'm going to give you a player, and you tell me what do you do with that player. All right, mm-hmm. and so let's go with the first one. Um, Devon Godshaw, which a lot of people at this point presume he's gone. Are you agreeing on that? I think he's gonna, I, I think given how this offseason is going to play out, given that he was injured last year, given that he's never been a top player in his position, my first instinct, if I'm his agent, right? if I'm his agent, I'm suggesting to him we give the Dolphins a hometown discount for one year, put a great year on film, and then hit free agency next year when things are back to normal. So get a get a huge pay 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 cut on this guy and yeah. just ride him out for a year. Yeah, one year, let him see what he can do, and then let him make, hit free agency next year. I would love to have Godshot back personally, just as a depth guy. And I mean, he could basically start. I uh, potentially, I don't know. I, I uh, think the, you put him with Christian Wilkins on one side, uh, and then Bregman Davis is no stack on Godshot on the other side on a three-four. You're not gonna get run up the middle. All right, you need yep. edge setters, but no one's going to run up the middle. <laughs> and that would be a huge step in the right direction. Okay, so we got a triplet of wide receivers on the bottom of our depth chart that are 
potentially out the door. One of them got fake cut today. Uh, but let me tell you something. Wait, before we go, I, I hate that. Okay, guys, it's not funny to impersonate anyone on Twitter and then start putting out breaking news, right? It's not funny. <laughs> I honestly get upset with the, every time I see it, and I, I, I literally block the people that do that. Okay, but it's just it's just annoying. It is really annoying, and I don't see why people get their comeuppets from it, uh, but they do. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. Okay. So the, the, the triplet is obviously Jakeem Grant was the one uh, today in the news a little bit for the fake cutting. And then we had, uh, we got Albert Wilson, of course, and then Alan Hearns. Those are like the three that you, you can get, you can get cash free, uh, any of them, but there's, it's possible to restructure with some of them and maybe, I don't know, get a fourth or fifth wide receiver. I'm letting, I'm cutting Jakeem, right? So he's a great mm-hmm. returner, but I'm not paying money for a great returner. You can find that in the draft as an undrafted rookie. Um, honestly, I'd love to restructure Albert Wilson. I think that when he got healthy a year ago after the hip injury, he proved again to be that Albert Wilson that took over the game against Chicago, which I will never forget. And those oh. are exactly the kind of guys that Tua needs. The guys that can get separation, catch a, f- a five-yard hitch, and then turn it into a 20-yard gain. Those are the kinds of guys that Tua needs right now. So I'm not cutting Albert Wilson without seeing him in camp first. And, and Hearns, then I think he, you know, you're gonna cut him. I mean, he's, he's <laughs> okay. And I like I like Alan Hearns. Uh, I think yeah. he's a hard worker. I think he's a good receiver, but he's a meh wide receiver. Like the sort mm. of wide receiver there's, you know, a diamond Dawson in this league, and you already have Lynn Bowden to play this lot, who is honestly much more electric. And if Lynn Bowden grows into his in his second year. Because we all, we all talk about Tua having that injury and, and whatever and, and not having a full off season. Guys, Lynn Bowden was, was with another team up until the end of training camp, okay? He didn't have a full <laughs> off season. Let him learn for a full yeah. off season with Tua, work on, on their chemistry and so on. And I think he can be a very legitimate weapon for the Dolphins next year. Okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll go through these real quick too. Yeah. I agree with you, Alan Hearns. That's an, easy, that's an easy chop and block. I think it's so funny that he had a year where he just went off like he had one year on Jacksonville where he was like basically a pro bowler am I wrong about that am I misremembering that because he had like I don't know 1200 yards something like that uh maybe 35 touchdowns it was insane what Alan Hearns was doing Uh, I know he was right across from Alan Robinson this year was his sophomore year where he had 64 receptions for a thousand yards 1,031 yards and 10 touchdowns, okay? Right. Since then, that was to 2015. Since then, he has a total of nine touchdowns in the next four years, <laughs> okay? Uh-huh. So, so he's yeah. been laboring an injury, I'm pretty sure, because he's obviously a star. Uh, no, I, I cut – I personally cut Hearns. Uh, the, the second option here, um, I love Albert Wilson, and only specifically because of that Chicago game. Um, and I don't know if he can re, you know, replicate that in any way, but I would love to see if he could. So I, I want to keep him if possible. And then Grant, I cared so little about Grant, um, be, just because he, he's so fast, but he, like, like when he gets tackled, it makes me really sad. He just go, he like, he, he falls over, like he's getting decapitated every time. Look, I think, I, I know Jakeem has made some big plays in the return game, but for me, there are two low lights if you will about his career in Miami okay the drop against Cincinnati last year Ugh. which that that you know that play could have changed the whole 
the whole way that tours talked about okay that that would have changed the whole thing and and then the high five with albert wilson the reason i call that a low light is because if you're being remembered for high-fiving another guy rushing to the end zone then i i don't know it's just uh, he, right. I think he's a great guy i think he's, he's very fast i think he's a good returner and but i think he's it's been proven that he's never going to be a reliable wide receiver yeah I, I i and i think that's a fair way to put it okay let's move on to another segment and now and so we're kind of actually wait i had one more name on this list and it was a kind of a surprising name on this list before we moved on and this is i guess i've heard little murmurs of information that you could waive Devonte parker and get some cash would you do that? I'm not waving him. I'm not giving him away for free. But I do have a name for you after you answer what you would do with Devontae Parker. Okay, so you want me to tell you first. I, I would trade him. I, if, I, I would very quietly reach out to some of the teams that need a wide receiver with his sort of a body and his sort of plan. Be like, hey, guys, we've got this you know, receiver. He had a 1,000-year season a year ago. He can go up and catch the ball with the best of them. So how about you give me a two for him, all right? How's that? Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. I, I wish we could get trade compensation for him, but let's say we're reaching out to everyone and we're and like just nobody wants to touch the guy. Uh, if we're gonna go on a huge spending spree, I'd rather have Devontae Parker's money. And it's gonna be like 10 million if you cut him before a certain or you waive him before a certain day. I'm not really sure when it is. And I would say this, it's just because. Like with Preston healthy, he's just such a redundant player. We don't need his skill set. But and... Preston hasn't been healthy though. Like two years, I know ago, he's gotten injured. He's it's coming into his third year. I, I see where you're coming from. I think if if that's the case, then I'm waiting until week eight, right? And then at that point, hoping that he's had a good season, then I'm calling, for example, the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, I think he'd be great in that offense, right? Mm-hmm. Up to up, man. I mean, D Hop and, and, and Devontae Parker. That sounds nice. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. And, and give them a, and ask for a second, which is going to piss off the Texans as well, knowing that Devante Parker went for a second and they gave away the up for a second. But, you know, that's another story. <laughs> okay, then fine. Let's move on. We got yeah, another got name for you. I've got a name for you and it's going to okay. be a surprise for you. And this is hats off to a guy, Chip Turner from Finmaniacs, who, who, you know, shed light on some things. Uh, I would just say Mike Sicky. He's going to be a free agent after next season. Mm. There's been no extension. Are you keeping him? Are you extending him? Are you trading him? What are you doing with Kasiki Carter? Okay, I trade him automatically. I, I go I go get Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I just want Kyle Pitts on this team. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, all. Yeah, I mean, once again, I call the Cardinals. Guys, you've got a hell of a defense, but you're, hey, you're playing in the, in the NFC West, which is going to be the toughest division. How about you get Mike Gesicki, you know, as your new tight end, all right? Give me a second. Mm-hmm. And then you can actually get Kyle Pitts with whatever you get for trading that number three and trading back to six or eight. I mean, he, he the, the, the tape on that guy is just, he dominates. He dominates. And I would... I would, he's just going to be, he's going to transcend that position. So I yeah. think if, if at all possible, you do make that for a, if a two, that's fine. We picked him with the two, that would be equal compensation. And then you pick up Kyle Pitts. That would be amazing. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
here's here's my second segment of the day. And now that we have some cash, we cut some players in this hypothetical world between you and me, Jorge. But let's move on to uh, the rumors segment because there's a lot of rumors. I think maybe rumors are all of we've been living off of for the last couple of months. Here's what we got. Yeah. Uh, the first rumor that's really like poignant in the news is Aaron Jones. And I don't think we've even talked about it. So what do you think? Look, it's a pity this show is not on video because I would be banging my head <laughs> on the table right now. And I know, I know Jason, he loves Aaron Jones. He wants him. I know there's a lot of Dolphins fans out there that want to pay big for a running back. But if the NFL status anything for the last five years is you do not spend big money on the running back position. All right. Preach. I mean, because Aaron Jones is not going to take a one-year contract, okay? And in a couple of years, we're going to have to extend Christian Wilkins, Preston Williams, and a bunch of other guys. And then that's when you're going to need that cap money, okay? There's also a great gen- a great class of running backs coming in this year. Yes. A great, very good. Right? So do not spend money on the running back position, right? I know you love Miles Gaskin. I think he'd be a, a terrific number two, okay? Give me Najee Harris at, not, at 18, Give me Jamal Williams in the second round from North Carolina. Give me Trey Sermon later on. Give me Chuba Hubbard from Oklahoma State, okay? Guys, we do not – give me Jared Patterson from Buffalo, okay? I do not want the Dolphins to spend big money on the running back position. If Aaron Jones comes up and says, I will play one year basically for free or, you know, a a good number, okay, a reasonable number, then I'm fine with it. But if we're going to go out and give him a five-year contract worth $60 million with 40 guaranteed, I say the hell to the no, okay? I'm going to go even a step further and say that, right, I, I totally agree. Don't pay your running backs. Don't pay uh, running backs in free agency, but also don't pick a running back in the first two rounds. That's another thing that I, that I even go a little bit further on, okay? Especially if you're going to pay Aaron Jones – uh, a bunch of money. He's got to be a special running back. It's got to be like Aaron. Uh, it's got to be like Adrian Peterson somehow leaving the Vikings in his prime. That's yeah. not what's happening. Let That's not what's happening. This. Let me ask you this, Carter. Okay, I've got Aaron Jones stats. Okay, ahead of me, he had 201 attempts for 1,104 yards, averaging 5.5 yards per carry, nine touchdowns. He also added nine receptions for 355 yards and two touchdowns. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you put Miles Gaskin in that Green Bay Packers offense with Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, knowing you're never going to see a Nate man bucks because everyone's terrified of Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. Do you think miles Gaskin has a better or worse season than Aaron Jones? Miles Gaskin would double those stats. I, and I'm, this is not even hyperbole, man. I am, I am a big Miles Gaskin guy. You say he should be a number two. I personally believe him to be a number one, even a top 15 back in the league. It's insane how much I believe in this guy. And it's all because, you know, he made some special plays. One of the plays was in that Raiders game when there was nothing. I all right. I remember there was, yeah. there was nothing there. That was a superstar play. Okay. no, that's not a dime a dozen play. Uh, that is a superstar play. And I, and I know I, he probably wouldn't do, he wouldn't probably double uh, Aaron Jones's numbers, but I'll tell you this right now, just solidify this offensive line and it's not going to matter who's behind it. We'll be fine. Okay. I will say this in, in Miles Gaskin's favor. He averaged 9.5 yards per reception last year, right? That's basically a first down every, every time he cut the ball. And that's insane. Nine, 
and behind what I would consider an average offensive line, right? Do we agree with that? Yeah. We weren't terrific. We weren't that, but it was an average offensive line. He averaged 4.1 yards per carry with Tua and Fitzpatrick, a quarterback, when teams were packing the line of scrimmage, okay? Do not right. pay big money for Aaron Jones. And by the way, to the criticism that I've read, some of it coming from Jason, where he says, oh, Dolphins fans never want to spend money. They just want to have money. No, no, I want to spend money. I want to spend money on the offensive line. I want to spend money on the defensive line because the game can change and you can make go from a run first league, league to a pass first league, but the game is still defined in the trenches, okay? If you give Miles Gaskin a top 10 offensive line, the guy is going to tear it up, okay? That's as simple as that. I agree, and I agree. If you're going to spend money, spend money where the supply and the demand does not match up. Okay, we have a billion running backs that could start for the Miami Dolphins, and there's like maybe three centers that we could find. Okay, and th- this is this is that difference where spend money correctly. I don't care that you spend money; spend money correctly. Okay. Um, the second rumor I got uh, is, and I, I kind of want you to explain why this is so connected to the Dolphins and where he would play in this Dolphins offense. I really don't know. Everyone's talking their lips off about Curtis Samuel uh, being a Dolphin, right? And is this because there's just no one else left? I don't get it. Curtis Samuel's stats aren't that great. When I watched him play, he's just kind of, I don't know, a slot guy, a number two guy. I don't really know. This is what I'm going to say. Worst case scenario for Lynn Bowden, he becomes what Curtis Samuel has been for the last couple of years. You already have right. Lynn Bowden on the contract, on a rookie contract, on the roster, developing chemistry with Tua, right? And, and there's a great article by Brandon Howard on, on The Athletic where he explains the differences between wide receivers. Yes, Cordy Samuel is the sort of wide receiver you need, but it's also the kind of wide receiver you already have in Lynn Bowden, okay? And I'm a big believer in Bowden. I mean, I called out when he was going to be his first touchdown last year. I was very proud of that. And, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think he's going to be a really, really good weapon for this team. And he's going to make people forget about Jarvis Landry and stuff like that, because he's going to be that guy for us. Okay. That's dang. That's, that's going to be, he's going to be that guy that you it's third and eight, you throw it four yards short and he gets 14 yards. Okay. That's going to be him. You think that, so you're so willing to kind of just drench this roster, you know, Devonte Parker gone eventually because you believe so much in the potential of Lynn Bowden. I, th- I believe in the potential of Lynn Bowden, and I also believe in the potential for Rashad Bateman and Jalen Waddle in the draft and Kadarius Stoney in the draft. And I put that tweet out there for the Miami Canes fans who are also Miami Dolphins fans. How do you feel if we get Kyle Pitts in the first round, Kadarius Stoney in the second? Um, all the responses I got were, yeah, we would support them. I'm, yeah, I'm going to call BS on that, but okay. <laughs> um, it would be pissed off. But, you know, I think if, if you want those receivers and then you want one veteran in free agency that makes sense, a boundary guy that can get, you know, get the top of the defense and just run those nine routes and catch it in stride because he's two yards ahead of the, of the guy. I think that's Allen Robinson that you could go out and, and try and pursue. Okay. But, you know, honestly, I, I like that this, this wide receiver class. I love Jalen Waddle. I absolutely love him. I love uh, Rashad Bateman. So, and yes, I like both of those guys ahead of Devontae Smith. Before people, wow! And that is you shouldn't say that. We were <laughs> we were getting to the end of the show, and you're just dropping huge bombs out of nowhere. I, I do not think you know. A lot of people are thinking we should pick him three overall. Where maybe I don't know if that's. 
I, I feel like that's unheard of, especially when this, this quarterback draft is so, so good. People want three for Smith or nothing. What do you, so you don't, you don't even want Smith at eight. If Smith, if Waddle is gone at eight and Pitts is gone at eight and Penny Sewell is gone at eight, then for sure, go and get him, <laughs> right? Okay, fine. Okay. But I, I don't think if, if Devontae Smith is there and Cal Pitts is there, I'm taking Cal Pitts. If Devontae Smith is there and Jalen Waddle is there, I'm taking Jalen Waddle. If all three are there, then I'm taking either Waddle or Pitts, but I'm not taking Devontae Smith. Okay? <laughs> That's so funny to me. And it's probably, it has probably a little bit to do with what he said about Tua. I get it. You know, no, I, I a little about that. And you, you know, you, we've, we've had this talk before. I just don't <laughs> I want a 175 pound guy as my starting wide receiver in the NFL. All right. He's got, no, I don't either. He's got great mentality. He's a great kid. He says the right things. He works hard, but this is a big man's league. And mm-hmm. sure. He's going to be great for maybe a year or maybe two years. But at some point, his frame is going to come back to hunt him. And if you're picking him in the top 10, you want something that's going to be there for at least a second contract. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Okay, let's move on to our final rumor on, uh, you know, two amigos. Here we go. The final rumor uh, is kind of more of a question to you. Because I think I know who you might say. Uh, and this might line up with the rumor I have going on. Who is the one free agent you want? Who is the one? Justin Simmons. I knew it. That was exactly the rumor I had on my list. Why Justin Simmons? And where does that play in? Okay, first of all, I've been saying this since week eight of last year, okay? You can go into the Finmanic site. There's my article there about how to fix the Dolphins. And Justin Simmons is my go get that guy, okay? Yep. You get Justin Simmons instead of Eric Rowe or Bobby McCain. And your safety unit all of a sudden is a top 10 in the NFL. Whoever you pair him with. Okay. And I would love to see Justin Simmons with Brandon Jones being our starting safeties next year. I love Brandon Jones. I think he's going to be a huge, huge jump next year. Okay. But then you move Bobby back to Nickelback. Then you've got Byron on one side. You've got X on the other. You've got Noah Bonanahane coming in. <laughs> and I apologize. I'm, I'm completely butchering his last name. I'm, I'm just, I just okay. can't pronounce it. But, you know, and all of a sudden you have a top three defensive back unit in the NFL. Okay, having Justin mm-hmm. Simmons opens the door to so many things that Dolphins were unable to do last year. How many times did we see Eric Rowe or Bobby McCain successfully bleach the quarterback? Uh, never. Right? Might be the answer. I mean, yeah. Justin Simmons is that kind of safety. If you want to spend big money, don't sign Aaron Jones. Sign Justin Simmons. Because then mm-hmm. a huge need gets moved off your draft board, and then you're able to absolutely go offense, 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 throughout the first three rounds. I, I like that sales pitch. I really like that sales pitch. And I, I think Justin Simmons, I think we need a safety for sure. A lot of people are saying we might need two safeties, maybe draft one after getting Justin Simmons. I'm not sure. What do you think? I think, again, Brandon Jones, guys, he's going to be a huge, huge player. I mean, he had, he had a very good season for a, for a rookie safety in the NFL, especially after uh, not having, once again, a regular offseason, training camp, whatever, whatever. And I think he, he's going to be a very, very good player for this team for many, many years to come. Okay. Well, we have to kind of wrap up to amigos. You got to go. I got to go. But next week is going to be like hot, hot, hot. It's going to be, we're going to be in the pits of hell. We're going to be, we're going to be rocking out with a 
pre-free agency two amigos episode that it's going to just blow everyone away it really i want i want to ask something before next week and i want to hear your answer next week okay i want you to rank every position in the dolphins roster based against the nfl all right so out of 32 we've got the 16th best left tackle or the 15th best center or whatever and then let's see how good this roster is or how good this roster is not so we're both going to do that and then we'll reveal our answers on the show yeah. Okay. And then also I would ask you to bring how, how do we supplement those, those positions yeah. that are probably below 16? I Sounds think that would good. probably be the move. Okay. okay. So in conclusion, I want to say this on the way out of this two, two amigos episode is that, you know, everyone thinks that the dolphins are on the way up and, and the trajectory is just straight North. I just want you to know, and I want you to remember that we can still screw this up, that this is not, a, a for sure thing. I think we got the right head coach. I think we got, got it all going right. Uh, but we could still screw this up. There's been more, uh, there, there's been better teams that have done much worse after a, a 10 and six season. So just remember that we gotta, we gotta freaking button the hatches. This has got to be the best free agency period, best draft. Uh, and we should be North though. I agree. I agree with that. And also, like, it's, it's a tough schedule for the Dolphins this year, right? So, I mean, I think 10 wins gets you to a playoffs. Right now, before the draft, before free agency, looking at their schedule, I'm not sure we're at 10 wins right now. We're definitely not. I'll be honest, we're definitely not, especially with the Van Noy stuff. Right before free agency, I think we're an 8-8 eight eight team right now on paper, but we obviously have a lot to come. Yeah. All right. There you go. We'll see you for next week. Uh, This has been the two amigos. Thanks for listening.